Okay, Koei Army, we are back and reloaded with new Manscaped clobber to talk about. Hopefully, you've already got yourself some Manscaped gear and levelled up your sack shaving, but things are about to get better still, just like Ipswich Town next season. Manscaped have just launched their new lawnmower 4.0 right across Europe, and let me tell you, right now, it's an upgrade. Think Joe Piggott coming in for Ollie Hawkins. Next level, baby! I've tried it and can honestly say it's a big improvement. All the stuff you loved about 3.0 is still there, but there's new features added. You can now engage a travel lock because, let's face it, no one wants to be pulled over by airport security with a vibrating suitcase. At least with Manscaped, though, your boys and gooch would be spotless for that strip search. There's also additional guard lengths so you can build up to going full chaplo. It's not for everyone, after all, as Big Stewie Watson found out. There's also a new wireless charging system which uses electromagnetic induction. I have no idea what that means, but I like it. Not quite as sexy as a midfield three of Lee Evans, Rakeem Harper and Scott Fraser, but we're getting there. So get involved, Koei Army. If you've been putting off joining the Manscaped revolution, now is the time. Get yourself a new lawnmower 4.0 with 20% off and free delivery by using the code KOA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off everything and free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. Make your nuts, look the nuts, and now on with the podcast. Paul Lambert. It's nay normal. I've played for big clubs. You don't know pressure. This isn't pressure. A global pandemic. 11th place. But a new hope, a new season begins. Another good start, but the wheels fall off again. Lambert sacked. Cooking. Things get worse. Demolition man. Marcus sells up. The game has changed. Ninth place. Demolition day. Chambers gone. Crown jewels kicked out. Ed, bloody Sheeran sponsoring the shirt. Mark Ashton, what a beautiful beard. Ten new signings. Checkbook FC. A summer like no other. A pod like no other. Friends, we've been through it all together. And the fight back starts now. Ipswich Town are going to be great again and we'll enjoy all as one as the KOA army. Welcome to the Kings of Anglia big season preview. Let's get ready to rumble! Hello friends. It's the Kings of Anglia big season preview. I am Mark Heath. You may be able to tell I'm quite excited. I'm wearing an Ipswich Town shirt from 1981. It is a small, um, so befitting a child. Uh, I'm calling it. I'm calling it the uh, the muscle fit. Um, it's just really tight, and I can't really wear it for for that long because um, I have to breathe out eventually. But anyway, it is a big season preview. I'm pleased to say that the three kings from the five, I guess now we've got not the four anymore because the big porker is definitely a king. He might be right at the top of the table. Um, Andy Warren, the big porker, Mike Bacon, Ross Halls, Stewie Watson pulling a full Ledley King. I'm afraid. Um, not bothering at all with pre-season training, just going to turn up 3pm on the Saturday when the real stuff begins and do it then. But he has sent me his predictions for this preview podcast. Basically, friends, you know the format. We're going to take you through various categories, tell you what we think is going to happen, 
who's going to be the stars, who's going to finish where and when. Um, so hopefully by the end, you'll have a good idea of what we think and you'll have enjoyed greatly this season podcast. I'm going to go around the room first of all, just to get the temperature, see how people are feeling. Andy Hutch Warren, I'm wearing this shirt just for you because I thought it would arouse you and get you get you going. Um, but sadly, just before we started rolling, you told me rather than arouse, it's amused you. Uh, it has amused me. Um, I, I never thought I'd see you wearing a football shirt and it's made me smile. Um, yeah. You've chosen a good one, though. I mean, I haven't worn a football shirt, I don't think, since I was about 13. So, uh, and this probably would have fit me when I was 13, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Mike Bacon, the big porker. You weren't with us Monday and people were upset. But luckily, you are with us now for what really matters, the big season preview. How are you, Mr. Bacon? Pumped. Yeah, Pumped, yeah, Pumped. I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it now. It's going to be, it's going to be. Uh, your shirt certainly has uh, has certainly aroused me. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. um, so, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be a good one, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be the old old hairs on the back of the neck are going to be at a very high degree come two minutes to three on Saturday afternoon when that twenty thousand crowd at Portman Road get their act together, which they really, really will. It's going to be going to be quite something um yeah i'm getting a little bit i wouldn't say sexy because that's the wrong word to use on a podcast. <laughs> no it's not it's the right it's the right it's, it's the, the right, right word, word mike. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's the I'm only gonna... word mike well you're getting, you're getting a little bit sexy mike well it's, it's the start of the season if you can't be sexy at the start of the season you might as well you're not a football fan you really are not a football fan if you cannot get excited for the first match of the season or the FA Cup third round day, which we don't participate in anymore. So that doesn't matter. We've only got one left. So let's go for it. Looking forward to this. Outstanding. And of course, the youngest member of our team, but the one with the most impressive facial hair by far. Roscoe, young Ross Halls, just fresh out of the swimming pool on his day off, said, no, friends, I'm going to be part of this preview podcast. And we are all the better for it. Ross, how are you? I'm very well. Is it Saturday yet? I just, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be so long now, isn't it? Just the wait for the game. It's just gonna come on. Let's start the game. And one thing I want to point out is, of course, we've got to mention Mike's books because it's changed again. So what mm. have you got, Mike? What's what's over your shoulder? Is that Jimmy White? Yeah, I've had. Well, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of Jimmy White at the bottom. Who's that in the middle? Got a little bit of Matthew Pinsent in the middle. Oh, okay. Olympic, Olympic hero. <laughs> and just to finish it off. Someone you've probably never seen play tennis, but I have, Mr. Nasty Ilya Nastasi. What a character he was! Um, nothing to do with the start of the season, but what books, eh? I've got to be. I'm a little bit surprised about Pinson. I would have thought you'd have thought he was a little bit too toffee for you. A little bit pop, 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 pop. Absolutely, he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Silver spoon, silver spoon, and all that. But to be fair to him, what a great Olympian! I mean, can't knock him for that, can we? Indeed. And what a tone to start the show with. Olympic legends. Exactly. The four, the four kings. Big ITFC season preview. Let's get straight into it, boys. We're going to go through section by section. We're going to talk about best signings, MVP, who's going to score the most, who's going to get promoted, where town are going to finish, hot takes. The whole enchilada is going to be involved. But first of all, I want to know, boys, I'm going to start with you, Hutchie, as the lead king. Um, best town 11. This is assuming everyone's fit. From the players they've signed, who you would start if all things were equal? Obviously, we know Mr. Edmondson is, is not going to be ready for Saturday, sadly. Um, and it sounds like Scott Fraser's got a bit of a sore one as well. So he's a question mark. Um, but Hutchie, if, if everyone was fit, 
who would be your starting eleven? I don't think there are too many question marks over this, I th- and I think that's probably an indicator of the squad being a little bit a little bit thin. But um, I'll, I'll do it very quickly. Hladkin in goal, obviously Vincent Young, Edmondson at the moment, Enciala for me, Matt Penny. That's the back five. There's only one question mark in there for me, and that's Wolfenden or Toto. I'll go Toto. Evans and Harper is is slam dunk. Uh, Burns, Wes Burns on the right, Scott Fraser at the 10, Joe Piggott as the lead striker. Then the only other real question mark for me is, is on the left side. Um, I'll be honest, I've not seen enough. None of us have seen enough of Connor Chaplin. I don't know where he's going to play. So so right now, I'd, I'd go Dobra. Fair enough. Um, that sounds fairly straightforward to me. I think most people would, would probably agree with you. There clearly, there's going to be a conversation around around Wolfie and, and Toto, and who plays alongside George. Not going to be an issue this weekend, uh, Mr. Bacon. What, any advances on that? Yeah, yes, there are. There are a few issues, to be honest. Feel free. Um, which uh, no, they're not really. As Andy <laughs> said, uh, it, it does pick itself a little bit. But I would. Um, do you know? I do. I'd start with Wolfenden rather than Toto. I think Wolfenden alongside. Of course, of course, assuming Emerson would be here, of course, it'd be Emerson, but I mean, it's not going to yeah. be, but there you go. Um, and I would, do you know what I would do? What would you do? I'd play Norwood. I would play James Norwood alongside Piggott, and I'd use Piggott more as a, a slightly slight number 10. I'd have them just off each other a little bit. Norwood bang up front, Piggott just off him, but a little bit more presence in that box when the likes of Fraser and Burns whips and crosses him. And have obviously Harper, the likes of Harper and Evans sitting. Chaplin at the moment, not quite sure. So you've got Fraser and Burns playing wide, have you? In that, yeah. Okay. I think Fraser's left foot is a bit is is Wandy, and I think Wandy. 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 Like, <laughs> you've got Wandy. What is it? Only uh, left? Is it only left feet that can be wide? Only left feet wide? can have ones. And yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think he's a. I think really, uh, you know, classic on Millwall on Saturday. Really missed him. So I'd have him more there. I know Nord and, and Piggott say Nord and Piggott are too similar. I don't think so. I think Piggott's very versatile. I think we underplay him. I don't think he's an out-and-out out number nine, just sits in the box waiting for things to happen. I think he does a lot more than that. Let him drop back a bit. Let him make things happen. A bit Harry Kane-ish. Come back, get the ball, move it, then get in the box. And you've still got Norwood. But that would mean, obviously, Evans and Harp have to sit quite a bit more deeply. And just quickly, um, obviously, you disagree there with, with Hutchie about Toto, uh, with Wolfie playing alongside Edmonton in your 11. What's the thinking there? Well, because I like Wolfie. Because uh, you talked about Elton John with Wolfie, and therefore he's it, it really? <laughs> I don't think there's a lot between. To be fair, I don't think there's a lot between them, and I don't. As, as Hutcher, there really isn't a lot between them. Um, so I'm going with Wolfie. So I just, just don't think he's done much wrong, and he's he's getting in a little run of things. He's a young player, he's quite capable of playing League One. Goodness sake, it's not the Premier League. You know, he's quite capable of being a good League One defender. He's one of our own type thing, but we're not just picking on on that reason alone. But I think, I think should we bring him through and get good good guy like Edmondson alongside him but Toto and Wolfenden together is no problem either okay there you go that's Mike's Roscoe what are you saying it's actually very difficult for the first time in however long start of season it's actually difficult to pick who's going to be left out of the squad so that's good for our bench uh I'm starting pick it up front yeah and I'm actually I'm going to start my boy Macaulay Bon of course okay um I'm just deciding. I don't think Scott Fraser's a winger, really. I don't think that's his. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. I think he is a number ten. So maybe I'll put Bon on the wing, maybe. Okay. And then they can change their roles up a little bit. And then so Wes bon- Burns, of course. So Bon's on the left. Burns is on yeah. the right. 
Fraser's yeah. in the 10, Piggott's up front. Obviously, yeah. Har- I assume Harper and Evans in midfield. Yeah, no no standard, one's going to go away standard. from that. The Rolls-Royce pairing. So what have you got? Defence wins championships. What have you got at the back? Miles um, Kenlock, left back. Joking. <laughs> uh, that is very much a joke. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm very torn as well with Wolfie or Toto. So Emerson will just start when he's fit. Yeah, but I'm very torn really right now. I want to go for Wolfie, but then also I want to go for Toto. I think Toto has really impressed me during preseason, but then also he's got them, those mistakes in him. So you can't. Have I'm both. gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go Wolfie. I'm gonna go Wolfie, Wolfie as well. Wolfie in, Wolfie in the fridge, the Wolf in the fridge in center in the center of yeah. defense. I like that. Um, and then obviously KVY, I assume on the right, Penny Standard, on the left, yeah. and clearly, what who who's starting goal? What's he? What, what's his name? Uh, the other Czech goalkeeper that is not six foot nine, so <laughs> gonna go with him. Okay, fair enough. So there you go. There's there's the starting lineups. Um, I don't think I'd disagree too much. Uh, I think I'd play Fraser in the ten. I'd put Chaplin on the left. Um, I know we haven't seen much of him, uh, and the rest I think is is fairly straightforward. I'd go with Toto in in the heart of defence because I think League One, um, you just need people who can head and kick the ball. You don't need cultured centre backs. You need you need players who've got a bit of intimidation factor, a bit of strength, and who can just hoof it when needed. Uh, and Toto can certainly do that. So that'd be my starting eleven. Right then, boys. Town have made ten signings this summer, a summer like no other, as you may have heard in the intro. Um, but who has been the best signing, Mike? I'm going to go with you here first. The, be- the best signing this season for Ipswich Town has clearly been um, the best signs. Clearly, been Joe Piggott. Um, a talented striker on a, I don't know what, is it a three-year deal, I think? I think it's a three-year deal. Yeah. Um, showing intent that is a, a good age, good age, good striker, knows this league, will get your goals, um, and he can play. That's the thing. He can play. He is not just a striker, but we've already seen him score goals. He's got one at Colchester. He smashed the post against Palace. Mm. You know, he knows where the goal is. So he's going to get his goals. Goals win games. Nothing else wins games. You don't win games, you don't score a goal. You need goal scorers, and we haven't had enough of them. And so Piggott is my man. Apart, I mean, last top, decent goal scorer was Daryl Murphy about nineteen oh six or whenever that was. <laughs> and, and since then, we, uh, he's the man I think is the best signing. And also, of course, shares your nickname, the Big Porker. He's he's uh, firmly number two in the Big Porker ranking. So, so Joe Piggott, apparently so. Yes, Joe Piggott says Mike Rossi. What are you saying? Best signing of the summer. Once again, with a starting 11, 10 unbelievable signings. Uh, I've changed my mind so many times with this one. I'm going to go for, and also because of Hutchie's fantastic interview with him, Lee Evans. Good old Lee Evans. Um, played under Cook before. He's a leader. Um, can take set pieces. Kind of a shot from outside a box. Um, and he's just got a, a very British name. Lee Evans. So Solid, easy to it? say. Just it's easy a... to say for me. That's what we want. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he is Welsh. Um, but oh. it is, it is... British. British. Yeah. still the same thing, isn't it? Great it, Britain. It is, Olympics. It is, a, it is a very solid name, Lee Evans. Yeah. Um, Hutchie, agree? We've we've discussed this a few times on the pod, haven't we, um, this summer? And I've, I've said Lee Evans every time. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to change that now. I'd agree with you. I think Lee Evans is going to be superb for town this season. Our absent friend, Mr. Ledley King, um, Stewie Watson, has sent in his predictions for me to read out. Um, so his best signing, he says, Scott Fraser. He says, town's big problem over the last couple of seasons has been a lack of creative spark in the final third, a shortage of goals from midfield. 
is an even longer standing issue. Fraser arrives having produced 30 goals and 25 assists in League One over the last three seasons for Burton and MK Dons. Enough said. So we've got three votes for Lee Evans, one for Scott Fraser, one for Joe Piggott, which, boys, I think is quite nice in a way because it shows there is um, town have made some decent signings all round. Right then, the sexy stuff, the striker. Who's going to score the most goal? I say striker. It doesn't have to be a striker. Obviously, Ross went for Guion Edwards last season. Who's going to score the most goals and how many are they going to get? Roscoe, starting with you. You can't say Guion Edwards. You're not, not going to say Wes Burns, are you? No, no. Um, I'm, I'm going to steal probably everyone's thunder here. So, sorry, Mike, in advance. Of course, it's going to be Joe Piggott. Um, 22 goals last year. I think 20 in, in League One. Um, that's what we've lacked. He's a goal-scoring striker. Um, I think Jay's Norwood will be up there as well if he does start. Um, I think everyone's going to have a piece of the cake in terms of scoring, I think. I think that's the phrase. It's probably not the phrase, is it? Piece of the cake. Probably not. Piece uh, of the pie, whatever. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I think Joe Piggott will... We'll get that creative spot that that he's probably needing, and he's he scored a lot of goals for Wimbledon last year in a struggling Wimbledon side. So hopefully, with the likes of Wes Burns, Scott Fraser, I'll name them all, who can create the goals for him. So it's an obvious answer, but I'm going to go with it. I think I think every single one of us is going to say Joe Piggott. I know Mike is. I mean, Mike's going to answer Joe Piggott to every question. I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> including who's going to win the league. Um, so, Mike, do you want to tell us how many uh, how many goals Joe Piggott's going to score this season for Town? Uh, yes, I can do. He was going to get 18 league goals and he's going to get 23 in all competitions. Oh, nice. 18 league goals, 23 in all competitions. Prolific. Mm. Um, Hutchie, are you, are you as optimistic about Piggott? I think I think he probably will be the top scorer. I'm not I'm not quite as optimistic in, in terms of the number. I think I think 17 is the number I'm going to land on. And I, th- I think I think the goals are going to get shared around, particularly among those strikers. I, I had him down in my starting eleven, but James, I'll be honest, James Norwood is very, very close to taking that central striking role myself. He hasn't, he hasn't scored in, in pre-season, James, but I, I just think he, he's, he needs to be playing in a team that may, makes chances. He's, he's hit double figures despite barely playing really over two seasons in a rubbish team. So, um, I think the goals will be shared around. I think James will hit double figures. I think Bond will get eight or nine um, and Piggott, Piggott will be on 17. I'd expect Fraser to chip in with some as well. And you'd hope that Chaplin will too. So um, hopefully it's not all going to be on Joe Piggott and he's not going to be on penalties, crucially. I don't think a striker is going to be on penalties this season. That should be Fraser or maybe even Evans. So mm. uh, maybe maybe not going to hit those heights. I agree. Um, Piggott, I think if Town are going to have the season we all hope they're going to have, I think Piggott probably has to be the leading scorer. And I'm going to say 20 because that's the mythical number, isn't it? Every team who wants to uh, contend for promotion has to have a 20-goal-a-season striker. So I'm going to say 20. Um, Stewie says a conservative 14 for Piggott. He does think Piggott's going to be the leading scorer because I think James Norwood and McCauley Bond will share the load, just like his man Hutchie believes as well. So we go, we're all saying Joe Piggott from 23 total down to 14, but fingers crossed he has a great season because we need him to, don't we, boys? Right then, next up, we've got American owners. So the next question is, who is going to be Town's MVP? I'm, I'm pleased that Stewie's not around for this because he hates American things. Um, that means most valuable player, if you're not aware. Hutchie, I'm going to come back to you. Who is going to be Town's most valuable player this season? It's really boring. I have to say Evans again for all for all the reasons why I think he's the best signing. I think he's he's probably going to take the captain's armband. I I just think that midfield two, him and Harper, 
set the tone for this team. They have to take on a lot of responsibility. They have to they have to get involved and, and make the team play, but they also need to have a real defensive um, responsibility there to allow the fullbacks to get forward. And it won't always be the most flashy at times, but I think he I think he's going to be the key to making this to making this team tick. So. Um, kind of Matt Holland feel about him for me um, in terms of just possessing a little bit, a little bit of everything. And I, and I think that's, um, that's what we're going to see from him this year. Okay. Um, Stewie says KVY, which would be tremendous if that's the case. He says flying fullbacks are integral to Paul Cook's style of play. If Vincent Young can rediscover his dynamic pre-injury form, then he's going to be key to unlocking stubborn defences and protecting against the counter. And we'd all love that, wouldn't we, boys? A full season of KVY would be tremendous. Um, Big Porker, what are you saying, MVP? Who's going to be MVP for town? Well, I, I, I would. I, I must, before I go any further, agree with Mr. Mr. Watson. I think Kane um, Vincent Young is very important, um, a very important part of uh, this season. Uh, massive, actually. But I've gone for Rakeem. Rakeem Harper, I think, is the most valuable player. I think he's a little bit of a, a, bit of a smooth operator. Um, got a great... He's got a good engine. He's got great skill. Um, what he really needs more than anything, I think, is just to keep continue to build his confidence up. Continue to build his confidence. This is a big gig he's been given here, and I think he's, he's absolutely looking forward to it. Evans alongside him is going to be massive for him. So I think we could well be seeing the best of Harper as the season unfolds. Um, and I think as the season, therefore, does start off, we'll realise what an MVP he actually is. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, Ricky. Rakeem the Dream, um, by the way, I have it hasn't gone unnoticed, not the top 20 podcast, stealing our Rakeem the Dream nickname. Um, so I assume that, that royalties will be coming our way. Um, Rossi, MVP, are you gonna are you gonna share any of the boys' thoughts? Yeah, I agree with with Lee Evans and Harper. I think that is gonna be our key position that the spine of our team is having those in the midfield. Um and my my choice is this guy. Fox love Halaki. <laughs> you hear that? Do that? that again? <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's my choice. The, the keeper. Um, oh, that's brilliant! I haven't thought that ages ago. No, that's not something I planned. You, you know when you do videos with with, with people who, who you, or when we do like a boot room or something, you're not sure about the pronunciation. Can you just use that for every name you're not sure of? Amazing. Oh, just play it in, so you'd be sort of talking, uh, and then suddenly you have. Love, <laughs> it's going to be a goal for Ipswich Town. Can uh, you put Patrick Kislorbo through that quickly, please? <laughs> Bear with me. Talk, talk, talk among yourselves. Um, so uh, you're saying you're saying the keeper, the Great Wall. Um, clearly, it sounds silly to say, doesn't it? But but keeper is an important position. <laughs> um, and and as we know, defense wins championships. Patrick Kislorbo. That's definitely not Patrick Kiss Kiss Nobbo, is it? As far as no, I know, no. Um, um, I just I just think he is just the preseason games we've seen so far. I think he's just been amazing. And you know, last year for Salford, twenty-two clean sheets, Golden Glove team of the year. And Thomas Holy, he's been okay. He's been okay. And you know, when he's first signed, he had that sort of record going on, didn't he, with all the clean sheets he was making, but. I just feel that is just a key position that we've just we've needed to really upgrade, and I feel like he's going to be the man to do it. And yeah, his name is going to trouble a lot of people this year, but um, I'm sure he's going to be a fan favourite as well. And we the pink him, kit. We need to get him a nickname very quickly. 
Um, so, so you can pronounce it. Um, I'm going to go with Mike. I think Raheem Harper is going to be MVP this season. I think Evans is going to be Mr. Consistency. He'll be 7, 8 out of 10 every single game and will be the absolute leader of this team. But I think Harper will provide a little bit of star quality. I can see him ending the season as, as the best midfielder in League One um, and being the, the one that, that takes things up to 8 or 9 out of 10 at times um, and, and leads and wins games as well. So I've been very impressed with both of them. Um, so we've got two votes for Harper, one for Evans, one for KVY, and one for... Oh, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> say Matt, it. Just say it then. Just say it. The um, other Czech goalkeeper who's lost <laughs> the one who's The one who's not Thomas uh, Thomas Holy. Right then, boys. The next one's a big one. It's the Aaron Drynan Memorial Award. Surprise package of the season. Um, obviously, I can't pick Aaron this season because he's he's going to be scoring 37 goals at Leighton Orient um, down the road. So this is a player who right now, I guess people aren't really talking about or aren't thinking he's going to play a major part, but ends up being quite a key player and doing some good things this season. So, Mike, who's your, who's your vote for surprise package-wise? Right. Well, my vote for surprise package-wise is a player who actually is playing at the moment, but I don't think... I don't think... Um, I don't even think he should start at the moment, but I think he has a huge role to play and has the potential to be a very surprise package. That's Macaulay Bond. Now, Macaulay Bond... Um, has come to Ipswich uh, a little bit sort of all around the houses. He's dropped down in National League and stuff like that. He's come back. And this is a big gig for him. Hometown club, et cetera, et cetera. I think he really wants this. And I think as the season unfolds, he will find his confidence to really... I, I think he's going to have to because I can't see him starting every week. Um, I think... Well, I would, I'd have Norwood, but no, no one... I don't think Norwood will play up front with Piggy, even though I want him to. Um, and of course, you know, obviously, I just, I just, just, I just think he's the sort of guy... Who can who could come really good um, and surprise us all as the season unfolds? So okay, I'm going for Macaulay Bond. Macaulay Bond. Um, Rossi, what are you saying? Surpri- surprise package for town this season. Now, out of the ten new signings, all of them have had excitement to it. I think there's one that I think when we were talking about him potentially signing, we were just going, yeah, Matt Penny, yeah, whatever. Um, but I think he's going to be, I don't know, I think he will, he's an upgrade once again on all the positions, you know, he's upgrade on Miles Kenlock, upgrade on Stephen Ward, who was, who started really well last year, Stephen Ward, but he's 35 and mm. couldn't cross the ball. Um, so Matt Penny, I think this is his season as well. He's 23 now. He's, he broke on the scene at Sheffield Wednesday. Unfortunately, just didn't work out for him. Went to Germany, did it right there. But I think for him, he knows that he's at an age now where he needs to play week in, week out. And I feel like he can do it in League One. Um, and with needing a left-back who can overlap as well. Uh, and I think he can do that because he can play in multiple positions. So I think Matt Penny could be a yeah, very surprised package. And it's just a sign that hasn't been talked about that much. Um, so we'll wait and see on him. He's definitely been the lowest key of all the signings, hasn't he? Like you say, yeah. I guess there's been excitement about a lot of them uh, and not being unfair to Matt, I guess people have kind of, sh- he's kind of been the forgotten man, hasn't he, in, in that, in those 10 signings. Um, Hutchie, I think you, Stu and me have all gone for the same man for surprise package. So do you want to uh, explain your choice and your thinking first? Yeah. Um, again, Toto Toto and Ciala, I, I think I, 
you talk about kind of mis- mistakes and there being a mistake in him. Uh, it's been months and months since he last made one. He was the model of consistency, actually, from from Christmas really onwards for it for Ipswich last season. Um, every time he's come back, it's felt like a surprise. He left for Bolton on loan in um, January of 2020, and it, it looked for all the world like that was it for him at Ipswich. It hadn't worked out. It hadn't. He hadn't clicked. He didn't seem happy, and and there didn't really seem a, a way back. But him and James Wilson were a really good partnership last season. Toto was a really big part of that too. He found a, He's found a consistency. I think he's got a manager that's made him feel big. Um, he's had the armband on him, um, and I think that I think that could could bring the best out of him. Okay, um, Stewie agrees. He says so many people have written him off after an error-strewn opening two campaigns with the Blues. But Toto was an integral part of a back four that boasted the joint fourth meanest defensive record in the league last season. I like my centre-halves to head it and kick it at this level. And, and Toto can certainly do that. I'm going to say Toto as well for the, for the reasons already discussed. At the start of last season, before the big kickoff, I wrote a piece about players who had a chance to make an impact, uh, things to prove. And I gave Toto a one out of ten chance of making an impact for town last season. Once again, proving my extensive football knowledge. <laughs> Um, and expertise in in that role. We all thought he was going though, didn't we, boys? Uh, and yet he came in and played and played solidly um, and had a good season. And I think this season, as I've already said, I think he's got definitely got a role to play. And um, without being too glamorous about things, at the heart. What, what number are you putting on him this? Se- what's the impact number this year? Uh, uh, well, out of ten, um, yeah, eight. That's quite a jump, isn't it? In the summer, a big, that's a big jump from one. Yeah, because I, I think he's going to, I honestly think he's going to play a, an important role. Um, I can't see, as I say, I'd start him over over Wolfenden. Um, and I don't, I think there's too much, made, well, as I say, I've already said this, too much made of needing needing cultured defenders at this level. You just need big big lads who can who can hoof it. Um, and Toto can definitely do that. And he's also, I think, the whole side is going to be physical. They're all big units, but Toto's definitely got a role to play there in terms of intimidation factor and um, and kind of leading in, in the physical side of things. Right then, boys. Um, next up is something that I know Hutch Hogan loves, hot takes. Um, I want, I'm going to start with you, Andy, a hot take off the top of your head, just a prediction or feeling about anything town-related this season. It can be whatever you want, but it has to be town-related. So what are you going to go with? Uh, I think Ipswich Town will end the 2021-22 season with the best home record in League One. Nice. Fortress Portman Road. Mark Ashton's already talked finally. about that. It's finally. It's finally going to happen. Yeah. Are you going to put an, a number on, uh, on on how many defeats they might suffer at Portman Road? Are we, are we talking uh, uh, the perfect season? No defeats? No, at no. No, there'll be one. Um, I think they will lose... Twice at Portman twice Road. Twice at Portman Road. There you go. So best best home record, only losing twice at Portman Road. New look Portman Road. Um Mike, give us a give us a hot take. Uh I have two hot takes. My first one is that Ipswich Town fans will be by the end of the season, having been measured by a measuring gram from the center circle, the noisiest fans in League One at home. Um secondly. Ipswich Towns will also be the, the envy of the press world as they produce the most wonderful 
mashed potato in the press room to go along with the, with the pies. Where am is I that, too hot? Is that is that a hot take or is that a request? Because there hasn't been mashed potato in that press room for many, many a long year. There has not, and you're correct. That is why I am just I'm just saying it. If you wish to take it as a request, Richard <laughs> Town people, you take it as a request. Have you got, I'm just have saying you got pies pies on their own with an out and a compliment of mashed potato is poor. Gravy as well, <laughs> little little jug of little jug of gravy doing the rounds. We never it used is. to have much gravy, Andy, but we used to have baked beans. If you remember, we have lost. Yeah, I them do on. remember. Yeah, I'm the not going to be greedy. I'll just talk the mashed potato. But we have the mashed potato. However, going back to my first one of it, just town fans, if they put that little measuring thing on the centre circle, don't they, to measure their, their decibels? Yeah. Ipswich Town fans are going to outsing and be the noisiest in League One should they bother to do such a test. The measuring gram, the official scientific name for the, uh, the decibel called. Whack it, whack the measuring thingy there. Yeah, town of the loudest. Exactly. Um, so you've got no inside knowledge on the mashed potato, Mike. That's just more kind of a a little plea I from yourself. If you wish, if the club wish to take this as a request, feel free. I mean, you have well, got a point. When you, when you go and you just get a pie, that's neither here nor there, is it? You would never sit in a pub and, and go and look at the menu. It just says pie, would you? You would <laughs> never see steak and kidney pie accompanied with nothing. Yeah. Can There's we maybe buy some quality sources though, like the Suffolk, Suffolk's finest um, sources? Um, it's not. It, we're very privileged to get fed at football grounds, but Ipswich is not. Um, if I was to choose a ground to attend twenty-three times a season, based on the food alone, it would not be. It would not be Portman Road. But obviously, the question now is, where would it be then? Uh, Wickham Wanderers, if you're asking. Nice. Um, they. Do you remember Ross? Um, yeah. New Year's Day last year, be- um, season before last. Sorry, beautiful lasagna with uh, with with some garlic bread there, homemade in those big, you know, those big metal school school containers that probably had about hundred portions in. But mine went cold because they decided to announce a new five year contract for Paul Lambert while I was eating it. But I got I got a phone call while I was eating it. And I thought it was a joke, but it, um, it wasn't. <laughs> If you want me in here, if you want me in here for a bit of retro, I could take you back to December 1999 when Ipswich Town were at Newcastle United, and I covered the game. And the Newcastle United fare was a choice of three roasts, not just one, three: <laughs> beef, pork, or turkey with your roast, wow. accompanied by Christmas pudding, ice cream, and everything else. Um, yes, so one pie is a little different these days. That but we'll is... take it. We'll take it though, won't we? Not complaining. Better than nothing. And, and lovely, and the lovely people who serve us—they're all lovely people in there. That it's lovely to have them. just a little mashed potato. That's all I'm asking. It's just, well, I'm not asking. I'm just hot. It's a hot take. It's a hot I'd, take. I'd, I'd I'd agree with you, Mike. I think oh, you need mashed potato. You need you need potato options, really, don't you? So so roast potatoes, chips, even would be nice. Can we get a little bit of tender stem broccoli, maybe a bit of asparagus? Asparagus out of season at the moment, but that's lovely. You're not um, finding asparagus at many football grounds. <laughs> I'm could I could I also could I also could I also put in here that of course the fans enjoy pie. The fans yeah. enjoy pie a lot. Okay, at half time, off they go for their pie and pint. There is absolutely no reason. There could might be a massive tray of uh, mashed potato alongside that they just bit like in the prison food, sort of scoop it up, plop it in with their pie. That would make everyone so happy. Well, we know Mark Ashton has talked about the fan experience and getting well, the food right and the beer cold. So, so let's see. Maybe, maybe he's going to surprise us when fans go back Saturday. There's going to be a full range of pie options plus sides. A, a mash gun, like in a yeah. gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just open your mouth. 
<laughs> and just, just, just fire it in. Amazing. Um, right, I enjoyed that hot hot take. Uh, Rossi, what's your hot take? <laughs> I'm gonna I want to keep with the food, but it's not gonna be about eating the food. It's just a sponsor for a competition that we're gonna be competing in. Of course, Pat Majon's trophy, um, Hutchie's favourite competition. Do you know what? I know Paul Cook said that cup competitions are going to be very much, he's not really going to care about too much because the winning promotion is, but why not? Wembley. We're going to go to Wembley. Papa John's Trophy final against, I don't know, Sunderland or somebody. Um, and yeah, I don't know if we'll win it or not, but my hot take, why not? Let's go to Wembley for the Papa John's Trophy. I'd be up for that. If, if it's the Papa John's Trophy final, does that mean Papa John's are, are catering as well at Wembley? Are we getting... Well, that's been a thorough disappointment. There's not been a single sighting of a pizza at these games so far. So I'm thinking um, if it's if it's the final though, and it's got your. Well, you'd hope the... so. You'd hope yeah. so. They need to pull their finger out a bit with the whole thing, really. Um, yeah, it could be so great, but it's uh, it's not. Okay, uh, my hot take is thus, friends. Bear with me on this one. I think at some point this season, might be early, might be mid-season, Ipswich Town are going to be in the bottom half of the table. I think town may start slowly because of sheer turnover of, of, of playing staff. A lot has changed at the club. They're all quality players they brought in, but you can't just put quality players on the pitch and go, right, you're going to win 10-0 now. Um, I think there is going to be a point this season where town are sitting below mid-table. Um, and we need to be we need to be brave at that point, friends. And say this is a this is a long term thing. Let's not throw the baby out with the bash bath water. Um, let's not kick off. Things will come good, and hopefully they will. Um, so there's my hot take. Stewie, uh, his hot take. Um, oh, it says he's going to get a blue tick at some point this this season on on Twitter. He doesn't actually say that. I've made that up. He hasn't included a hot take. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's my hot take for Stewie. Right then, boys. So there we go. Hot takes done. Let's talk about positions, shall we? I, I alluded to it a little bit there. Let's start. We're gonna normally we're gonna build to the uh, where town will finish, which we'll come on to kind of lastish. Um, but who do you reckon are the four sides who are going to get relegated from League One this season? Um, Hutchie, what are you saying? Uh, reeling them off: Morecambe, Wimbledon, Fleetwood, Cambridge. Do you want do you want some reasons? Go for it, Morecambe. A bit of an unknown in terms of their manager. They obviously lost their promotion winning manager. Um, I really liked their signing of John Abika, um, who's a player I've watched a lot of over the years. A good, solid player at this level, but he's he's out for a fair fair time. I just think it's not going to come together for them. Wimbledon have obviously lost their, their main source of goals. Um, there's some really good young players in there, but I fear one or two more may be, may be poached before the end of... Um, before the end of the window. Fleetwood is the one I, I would really be worrying about. They've obviously punched their weight and more in League One in, in recent years, but that squad is getting stripped back now. Obviously, Wes Burns is here. They've lost Paddy Madden and and uh, Ched, Ched Evans, um, Glenn Whelan from midfield. It's um, Budgets are being cut up there. And Cambridge with, with Paul Mullen um, not being retained um I worry, I worry for them um, quite a lot. Not just because of that. I just, I'm not, not convinced by their recruitment this summer. So they're, they're the four I'm tipping to go down. So just repeat them: they're Morecambe, Cambridge, Wimbledon, Fleetwood. 
Wimbledon and Fleetwood. Stewie Watson has gone for Morecambe and Cambridge, Fleetwood, so three of your four, plus Cheltenham, um, which is also the same four I've gone for. I think a lot of people, I know actually, Rossi, you're, you don't agree here, but I think all of us, apart from Ross, have definitely got Morecambe and Cambridge um, as two of the four. Um, Mike, what's your four? Well, my four are um, my four are Morecambe and Cambridge, as you alluded to. But the reason um, I slightly different reason to Cambridge, um, I went to Cambridge as a fan back in the eighties when uh, Ipswich Town were there in a, a League Cup match and was almost ejected from the ground after climbing a floodlight pile because I couldn't see. Um, was, <laughs> I assume you, I think you weren't working as a journalist at the time. No, 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 no. no. In fact, I, no, it wasn't. No, I wasn't working as a journalist. No, I wasn't. Well, I was there as a fan, and we and it was a huge game because Ipswich didn't play Cambridge very often. I can't remember the scores, but I remember. Walking across a park to get to the Cambridge ground Abbey Stadium we couldn't see so me and my friend hoiked up a floodlight and were told to we didn't come down we'd be ejected which was and then we were frisked before we went in all very bit over the top at the time I mean probably not the same now um but plus the fact I think um as uh as uh as Andy alluded to, I don't think Cambridge are going to be strong enough. I don't think Morecambe are. My other two I've gone for actually are Plymouth because it's a long way and I think um, <laughs> I think as much as and I, I, a friend, a friend of mine I play golf with uh, comes from Plymouth. There's always going on about the Pilgrims and really gets my nerves. So I wouldn't mind if, and obviously it's going to get my nerves even more if they beat us. So I could really do with them perhaps not being having a very good season. But this is this is not very football related, I'm afraid, uh, KOA fans. So you're not getting much of an insight into Plymouth squad here. This is a bit sort of... Um, it's personal. It's a bit personal. <laughs> and, and my fourth one is a little bit of a different one because, again, I mean, this goes back to food again. Um, last season, I went to Crewe. Um, to watch crew, and I can't remember who they were playing, but I was up in near Nantwich on uh, for a few days, and we went. To, me and my friend went and took a match at crew. One of the biggest stands I've ever seen as a crew. Um, you probably see that, Andy. It's, it's one, one side is like size, the size of a huge stand. Um, but again, yeah. but, they, but they had no tomato ketchup with the burgers. Um, I bought a burger, and they just said, oh, "I said they said we've got brown sauce," um, and that sort of annoyed me a little bit. So if crew get very great, I'm, I'm not too worried. Mike, big tip. Next time, chip shop across the road at Crew. It's uh it's very, wow. very good. You'd enjoy that for your next for your next trip. Don't bother with the stuff in the ground. Well, I did, buy in the, I did buy in the ground. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I thank you, Andy, for that. I appreciate that little tip. When we go there up again, because I might do actually, because it's quite close to my, my friend's house. So we'll, yeah. Brown brown sauce with a burger. Can't have it, can you? It's absurd. Ne- I know. Neanderthals. Mm. Know. Sausages, sausages, yes. Burgers. Yeah, sausages, absolutely. Burgers, no. Sausages and bacon, yes. Burger, they do brown some sauce. strange things in the And in fact, as a, pro- as, a, as a protest at the time, I handed them back my Mars bar that I'd also bought and said, well, I don't want my Mars bar then. <laughs> you probably paid about three quid for that Mars bar as well. So for you to hand that back is actually quite a quite the quite the protest. Mm. Was there was there ma- was there mashed potato? There wasn't mashed potato, no. It was Outrageous. just a Outrageous. Rossi, I've already said that you don't think Cambridge are going to get relegated, unlike the rest of us. Who do you think is going to get relegated? I've changed my mind on what I sent you. Is that okay to do it? Uh, it's well, fine for the piece in the paper and all that. That can be so just you're not, my... You're, you're not being consistent. You're just going, well, I'll just yeah. say whatever. I'm, I'm, Cambridge is still staying up um, right. because of just a soft spot. That's where that's where my dad lives, and I, I like Cambridge. The um the coconuts are they called? That's what I hear they're called over there. Is that is that wrong? I've what? never heard that before. I thought they're called the use. No, you, they're called the use as well, right? but I think they're called the coconuts as well. Are they? I'll we'll have to Google that. Yeah, I think so. But um, I'm going to Google anyway. that immediately. 
I used to go. I used to. I used to follow Cambridge because we used to live near Cambridge as a lad in the John Beck era, the Glory era, and I've never ever heard them referred to as the Coconuts. And I used to go to quite a lot of Cambridge games. In fairness, Cambridge, in fairness, Cambridge is a great city to go for a weekend. Oh, break. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, away from the football, I love Cambridge, but no, nah, this is a football podcast. <laughs> um, so Cambridge is staying up. Who are going down then, Rossi? I think Morecambe, as sort of Hutchie alluded to, you know, they lost their manager and this is their first ever season in League One in their history. So I, I see them struggling. Um, I'm going to go AFC Wimbledon as well. Um, losing your top goal scorer for the last few years is going to be a struggle for them to improve. I know they've got a few good youngsters coming through. They've got a good young manager, but I just don't think it's going to be. And the team I'm bringing in, because I was going to say Accrington for some reason. I think I just randomly said Accrington. I'm actually going to put Gillingham because I think they've lost a lot of their key players. Dominic Samuel, Jordan Graham, um, Connor Ogerville, who's joined Pompey. That Jack Bottom, their goalkeeper. Um, so I think I know Steve Evans is a character, and I'm sure he, you know he's, he's he knows what to do in this league. But I think they're going to struggle. And I don't think they recruited that well either, really. Um, and I think they could still lose some of their players. So Gillingham is there, and then is it one more? I think one more. Have you said Morecambe, Wimbledon, Gillingham? Oh, uh, I think it, I think Cheltenham will go down. But then I'm also thinking that Michael Duff has done a fantastic job there. Um, but I think they are going to struggle with the squad. So um, I think they'll fight to the last day, Cheltenham, but I think they'll go down. Okay. I'll correct you. I'll update your, your answers in the, you. in the supplement you, stuff and online. Um, don't worry about that. Steve Evans is a character, Ross. That's that's one way of describing him, certainly. Um, right then, boys, that's the relegated sides. Those are sides who are going down. What about the side that's going to surprise a few people this season? Again, like the Aaron Dryden Memorial Award for the players, the Dark Horse Award for a team this season. Um, who do you reckon is going to perhaps come out of obscurity and uh, and shock a few people? Hutchie, give me a dark horse. Bolton Wanderers are my dark horse. Um, they they the run that they were on towards the end of last season was was ridiculous. The the way that they got promoted, coming from almost twentieth, I think nineteenth or twentieth in League Two in February to to win automatic promotion is ridiculous. They've made some decent signings. I like George Johnston. He's a, a big centre-back they've brought in from Feyenoord. He was at, at Wigan previously. Um, they made some other sensible additions too. I don't think they're going to be... The, the strength of this league this year is is ridiculous. There are, there are seven, eight, nine teams that would all think they should be in the top three or four. I don't think Bolton are going to trouble them, but I think Bolton will be firmly... In the mix, the other there's another there's another kind of dark horse. But people aren't talking about Wickham. Um, they're, they're, obviously, there are big clubs in this league: Ipswich, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Charlton. But 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 Wickham have come down. They've stayed consistent. They've signed Sam Vokes, which I think is a good signing for for this level. And um, yeah, I think they could potentially be a dark horse as well. I don't know if they necessarily qualify for dark horse status though, given that they've come down from the from the championship. So I'll, I'll go with Bolton. I think Wickham do though, mate. I think you're right about that. I think um, Wickham are, are not a, a fashionable side, are they? So you kind of overlook them, even though they have just been in the championship. Back in League One, no one's probably really thinking much about Wickham. Um, so Bolton and Wickham as, as, as a backup. Uh, Mike, who's your dark horse for League One this season? Right. My dark horse for the League of Season is at Lincoln City. 
Um, I think Lincoln City will, again, surprise and shock like they have been doing for the last few years. Punching a bit above their weight, maybe, but I can't remember if they've been in the championship. I don't know if they have. I don't think they have. I don't know if they've been that high. Um, I think, obviously, Teddy Bishop's gone there, uh, made some good signings. Um, I just think Lincoln, I just have a bit of a pedigree these days to, to just shock a little bit. And just whether they'll get promoted, I don't think they will. But I think they'll be a good team. To, they'll be a good game for anyone this season, as they have been the last couple of years. And um, yeah, Lincoln City are my dark horses. Plus, I've got some relatives in Lincoln who uh, are all relative. All, they're all they're all mad over Lincoln City and Sinsel Bank. They're, they're crazy over them. So um, I'll give them a little shout out as well because obviously I'm going to send this link to all them to get another few uh, hits on the KOA podcast. You've got a lot of personal interest in the, in yeah. in this league this season, haven't you? You've got you've got people at almost every club, which is fueling your both your predictions and your de- and your desires. I'm a little bit okay to, You're emotionally yeah. involved. You are emotionally yeah, involved in this. This is why I use the word sexy at the start of the uh, of the <laughs> podcast. You see, that's that's how it's it's how it's affecting me. It's the whole thing is just too it's too big. The whole thing's getting too big for me. You're ready to be honest. Okay, well, you, you have a little uh, beta blocker and, and calm down a little bit, um, Roscoe. Thank you. Your your dark horse, and it's uh, connected to to Mike's um, friend, the Pilgrims, Plymouth. I think Plymouth. Um, sorry, Mike, your friend is going to be moaning at you. It's going to be saying, "Oh, we're doing so well. We're doing so well." I think Plymouth. Ryan Lowe, good manager. Um, I think they recruited well. Um, I've got, I think they've got a very experienced side. Um, I know that last year they finished 18th, which isn't great, but I think they've got a good fan base. And I just, you know, it's going to be a long trip down there to Devon, but I don't know. I just, I just feel Plymouth could be could be a good year for them. Um, and I've also got that Jeff Cott up front, young 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 striker. Um, probably butchered his name, but I just I just feel and James Wilson as well. I think he'll. I think that's one thing they lacked last year is their defence. When I was speaking to the Plymouth reporter who's been doing mm. it for 25 years. He said that is one thing they lacked last year is their defence. They, they just conceded too many goals. So I think they're shored up the defence and they made some shrewd signings. So, yeah, Plymouth. There we go. So we've got Plymouth, Lincoln, Bolton slash Wickham. Stewie says Accrington Stanley, his, his dark horse. I'm going to say, boys, MK Dons. Um, I think a lot of people are getting quite excited about them before Russell Martin departed, taking with him Matt Gill. Um, but they have obviously they've signed Mo Isa. They've got Troy Parrott on loan. I know they've lost Scott Fraser, but I, I think again I, I can see him probably starting a bit slowly. But I think maybe MK Dons could uh, could still surprise a few people this season. So there we go. That's they've my got a brilliant course. manager as well. A brilliant new new man in charge there temporarily at the moment. Is that is that the dean? He's taken the gig. He's taken <laughs> the he's taken the uh, the caretaker role. Dean Lewington. Um, an institution, both in yeah. League One and in MK. So, uh, yeah, he's the, he's the man. You'll be hoping they do well then, Hutchie. Absolutely. You've got, you've got a bit of a man crush slash bromance with, with Dean Lewington, haven't you? Absolutely. He's he's your man. Okay, well, there we go. We, we shall watch from afar with interest. We'll see if he gets the job full-time. I think he's among the favourites, isn't he, Hutchie? I saw he was... Oh, they're always, they're always among the favourites, aren't they, these caretakers? I'd be very surprised, but um, also absolutely delighted. You would be delighted. Right then, boys, we've done relegated. We've done Dark Horse. Now it's time for the big question. Um, and we're going to do this before we do the, the top two and playoff places for reasons that will become clear, because I think none of us are going to say town are going to finish outside of the top six, I'm hoping. Um, so where are Ipswich Town 
going to finish this season after a summer like no other. So many changes. We need Ipswich Town to launch a promotion push, a solid promotion push, and at least get into the top six. Mike, where is Ipswich Town going to finish? Ipswich Town this season, uh, uh, my uh, my heart says they'll win the league by 14 or 15 <laughs> points, to be honest. Um, but my head says they'll finish fourth. They'll have a solid, solid, solid season, finish fourth, and we'll win in the playoffs because I'd rather go to Wembley in the uh, League One playoff final than the Papa John's Trophy. Now, I don't mind going twice, to be honest, but I mean, I'll be quite happy to go. I'll be quite happy to go at least for the League One. Uh, lucky enough to be at the playoff final in 2000. How great that was. I tell you, going up via the playoffs is far better than win the league. Don't don't you ever believe any different, although it gives you an extra month off, I suppose, for the players. But, um, but anyway, fourth for me. Fourth. And a playoff win. Okay, you were... Um... You were green editor, weren't you then, uh, when, when Tower at Wembley? Have I told you this? Um, <laughs> I was. Yes, I was. I was. It was very difficult sitting in the Wembley press box not and not being able to stand up and shout when Rooster went through for the final goal. You had to sit there and make a note of it with your pen. Did you um, Did you phone copy over? How did that work back then? Yes, we had. Yeah, oh, there's no laptops then. Yes, we phoned copy over. I think actually, so to be fair, some of the some of the papers had laptops, but we weren't quite that advanced at the time. <laughs> believe it or not. Why doesn't that surprise me? Um, okay, so you're saying fourth, Roscoe. Yep. Where is Ipswich Town going to finish? And I've written this. I've written this down before Mike said it, but I'm echoing what Mike said. Fourth, but it's going to be a playoff defeat. I'm afraid. Oh, Ross, it's not going to be our year. What are you doing? <laughs> and guess what? We're not going to go to Wembley for the playoffs. Papa John's Trophy, that's happening, but we're going to lose in the semis. They're going to get knocked out in the semis. Yeah, or it's oh. it's the record, isn't it? You know, we've got to, we've got to have three more seasons in the playoffs to get to the fourth year. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone didn't get the memo. Bloody hell, Ross. Oh. Oh. Um, Hutchie, uplifters from, from the doom and gloom of Roscoe. What are you saying? Where are town going to finish? I've got Ipswich third. Um, I think it's going to be a really competitive year. Um I think, like you've said earlier, Mark, I think we may need to be a bit patient to start with. Um, I don't think there's going to be too long spent in the bottom half of of the table, if at all, but I, I think there needs to be an element of patience. But th- I'm confident this, this team will come good. There are too many attacking options in it for them not to be right in the right in the mix. So I've got them third, and your next question is going to be, are they going to win the playoffs? And of course they are. Yes. If they, if they, yeah, if they make them, they'll win oh. them. Of course Outst- they will. Outstanding. See that, Ross? See that? Um, Stewie, says, Stewie says no need for the playoffs, friends. He says Ipswich Town are going to finish second. Going straight up, baby. Yeah. Um, which is, for, for, for Watto, who is naturally, I'd say, a kind of pessimistic person by nature, um, for him to say second is encouraging indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, Hutchie. I reckon third. I just can't see... Uh, and we'll come on to the sides we're going to finish above them in a minute. I can't see Town finishing above these two sides. There's so many good sides in this league this season. I just can't see Town finishing in the top two above these these two sides we'll come on to in a minute. Um, so I'm going to say third. Obviously, Town are going to win at Wembley, and it's going to be a tremendous day. Mike will be there um, once again, 21 years later, still only 35 um <laughs> can we make him phone his copy over yeah what well, to me sitting down the end of the, yeah. Yeah, the other end. Just, just just for nostalgia's sake uh okay so we've got we've got a range there none of us say anything lower than fourth we've got two fourths we've got two thirds and we've got a second from our absent friend mr ledley king stewie watson so then boys let's do the rest of the places first of all 
top two, shall we? Um, Stewie reckons top two. Ipswich is going to be second. Sheffield Wednesday, he says. Troubled Sheffield Wednesday are going to win the league, um, which I guess would be something of a surprise given the state they're in at the moment. Um, Hutchie, what do you reckon? Who's, Town are going to finish third. Who's going to finish above them? Not Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I think I'm going to disagree with Stu on that one. They've got some good players still at that club, but it, it just seems too much of a, a summer mess to me for them to mount a title challenge. So not them. Uh, I'm going to be boring. I think I think Rotherham are going to win it again um, and get promoted again. Sorry. Um, teams hate playing Rotherham at this level. Yes, they've lost Matt Crooks, but the, the majority of that squad remains... Um, Paul Warren knows what he's doing. They make it difficult for teams. They don't concede many goals, um, and I think for that reason, they they could be they could be the consistent ones amongst a, a league that have got a few a few big clubs, but a few unknowns in it. So Rotherham champions for me, and uh, Sunderland, I think, are finally going to get the job done. I think people might look at Sunderland and think that's maybe half built which I think is probably fair. It, it is. They haven't really replaced Charlie White with, with anyone external, but I honestly, I think Will Grigg is going to, going to start scoring some goals again um, for Lee Johnson up there. I can see him getting something out of Will Grigg. Potentially. I like Corey Evans as a mid, as a central midfield option. I think that's an upgrade from what they had with led bitter in the past. And um, yeah, I think they've, they've, um, I think they might surprise a few people potentially actually with with how how good a state they're in given given the fact they're not they've not been overly overly active in the transfer market so yeah I'd I'd go for them and I think Elliot Embleton being back from from his loan at Blackpool last season is going to be big for them as well in midfield. Okay so actually saying Rotherham and Sunderland in that order um for for league 1 top 2 Rossi what who have you got for top 2? Charlton and Charlton. and um, a boring answer as well as Rotherham, but I'm going to get Charlton. I'm going to win the league. Any any particular reason? I think with the new ownership they've got. Um, once again, I know some people go, oh, you know, fans don't count too much in terms of. I just think they will be the the twelfth man for them. Um, so I think they've got a good support. Um, and Noid Atkins, I think he's very much Marmite for a lot of people, but I think he's a good manager. He's won promotion out of this league with, I think, Scunthorpe, Southampton. So, yeah, why not? And I, I like Charlton as a club. I like going to the Valley, although it's a Tuesday night, which I think I, I think anyone would prefer it. It was, it was a Saturday, but it is what it is. You can't have everything. So you said no. Charlton and Rotherham. Um, so Rotherham, a consistent top two thus, thus far. Mike, you're going to make it? Three votes for Rotherham in the top two. Have you got? No, I'm not going to make three votes for Rotherham at all. Um, I think they'll struggle on there. I think they'll drop down and struggle. There you go. Oh, one, okay. team always, one team always does a little bit. Um, I do think Sunderland will, will get it right this time. I think Lee Johnson's a very good manager and he'll start to get them really ticking by the end of the season. Um, and I've also gone for, uh, like Roscoe, so I've gone for Charlton as well because um, I think I think Adkins is a very underrated manager. He's sort of, um, he's a bit of a Nigel Pearson type chap, really. Sort of, um, Marmite was the word Roscoe used. That's a fair comment. Um, he's not just sort of jumping around, shouting and, and, um, and, and I don't know, screaming and making a fuss. But he has got the job done on a few occasions. Big club, Charlton. Very big club. Good fan base. New owners, you say. Um, I suppose you could always put them a bit of a surprise package type thing, really, in some ways. Will they be the surprise? But I don't think they will. I don't think, why should they be a surprise? Charlton are a big club. Um, and also, uh, I like I like Charlton. The ground is very nice. 
Okay. Can we also, uh, this season, can we finally get a picture of our snapper Warren Page next to Nigel Adkins? Because they are... <laughs> They are the same. They are the same person. I'm convinced. Um, so I assume when you get to Charlton, he disappears, and and you see him on the touchline. You never <laughs> see him in. The, you never see him in the in the same room next to each other. Um, there we go. Then I'm going to say top two. I'm going to agree with you, Hutchie. I think, uh, as I said before, I, I can't see Town finishing above Rotherham and Sunderland. Um, Rotherham are your classic League One up and down side. I think they're going to be there and thereabouts again. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they're in the top two and Sunderland again. I think for the same reasons, I think they're too big of a club not to eventually get it right. And like you say, although they've not necessarily added any any massive star names this summer, I just have a feeling they're going to be um, a promotion push this season. So I'm going to say Rotherham and Sunderland as well with Town finishing behind them in third. Now then, probably the most difficult thing to, to predict is going to be the playoff spots because behind the top two, there are so many good sides in this league. It is like championship light, isn't it? Championship B. Um, a lot of big, big sides in League One. Um, so positions three through six, the playoff places. Stewie has gone Charlton, Rotherham, Oxford and Wickham. Um, and I, I'll, I'll say mine first. Obviously, I've got Town in third. I think Wickham, I can see Wickham, as I said, being a, a side that teams overlook this season, fans overlook, but will be a solid proposition and we'll finish in the top six. And the last two, I mean, I've, I've missed out sides like Charlton and Oxford here um, because there's so much hashtag narrative with these last two that I just hope it happens. And I can see it happening. Um, Portsmouth, because that would be tremendous. The whole uh, checkbook FC clash with the fans. Uh, and it has to be the ultimate hashtag narrative in the playoff final at Wembley, Wigan. Wigan Athletic, Cook versus Liam Richardson, Guion Edwards versus Ross Halls. Uh, it's, 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 I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, a big believer in, in destiny. And that, to me, would be the perfect playoff final at Wembley. The master versus the apprentice for all the marbles going up to the championships. So that's what I'm saying. I've got Town, Wickham, Portsmouth and Wigan. Hutchie, what are you saying? Similar. I've got a lot of narrative in this playoff. I've only just realised that the second semi-final I predicted is packed with narrative as well. So I've got Ipswich third, obviously. I've gone for Lincoln fourth. Um, I, yes, they've lost Brennan Johnson and, and Morgan Rogers, but I think that I think it, they've recruited well, beginning to recruit well to replace them. I think they'll do a good job. I just like the way they play. They're solid. They they're a really good football team under Michael Appleton. Then I've got Portsmouth and Wigan under that. So. I've got Ipswich and Wigan meeting in the semi-finals of the playoffs. And then I've got Lincoln and Portsmouth meeting in the other one, which is Danny Cowley against the team that he obviously did so much with. So, uh, yeah, the narrative playoffs continuing there. And either way there, you've got narrative in the final as well. If it's if it's Portsmouth or Lincoln, haven't you? There's this hashtag narrative there. Um... I think this Checkbook FC thing's going to fizzle out, certainly from Portsmouth's end. Now they've started recruiting players of their own like they brought in Ogilvy and, and George mm. Hurst on loan from Leicester and they're starting to add the signings themselves I think I think Portsmouth are going to slowly kind of roll back for, from that a little bit and I, I mean I, I've heard we discussed this a little bit earlier in the summer that, that I, I think the, the budget at Portsmouth is maybe being downplayed a little um, in, in terms of what they're saying they have publicly I think there might be a little bit more behind them than they're than they're letting on um yeah. So, so you've got 
Who is it? Town? Town and Wigan. So, yeah. so that's third v sixth and then fourth v fifth as uh, Lincoln and Portsmouth. Lincoln and Portsmouth. Mr. Bacon, the big porker, who do you reckon is going to finish three through six? Right. I, well, I've had Ipswich Town in fourth. Um, yeah. I've got Sheffield Wednesday in third. I think Wednesday is set to have a decent season. And if my good friend Chris Brammer, if nothing else, that he uh, he can enjoy a, a, a season. Good Sheffield Wednesday fan, former uh, journalist of this parish, of course. Um, so Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich. Now I've got see Wickham, Wickham, Garen Ainsworth. Ainsworth's a good. He's, he gets them going. He's haircut and everything. He's, he's all he's all the <laughs> and he's just he's the man, isn't he? I love him. You know, he's, he's I love Ainsworth. He's got a great attitude. He'll have them up there. And for no other reason other than uh, Danny Cowley, good friend of, of, of all of us here at Ipswich, he's, he's done a lot of this over the years. Portsmouth, I think, will be up there. I'm not picking Portsmouth because I think, because I like Danny Cowley, I think Portsmouth will be up there. And I think Hutch is absolutely right. They're a big club. They're not just going to, they're not going to fiddle around not spending any money. Big fan base. They've got plenty of money. But they'll start spending soon. And, and even as the season starts to unfold. So I've got uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, versus uh, Portsmouth, I suppose, in the in the semi. And I've got Ipswich versus Wickham, which is why we'll get to the final and win, you see, because we'll beat Wickham over two legs. And then uh, we'll get to that. We'll be in the final against... Um, now, that's a good question, you see. I suppose the Portsmouth narrative would be, obviously, <laughs> would be the big one. So, um, yep, there you go. That's my uh, that's my three to six. It would be spicy, that one. Roscoe, what are you saying? You keep, you keep looking out your window because you're awaiting an, a package. So... Um, hopefully we'll get this answer before you disappear. Yes. What, what are you saying? Uh, I'm going to be chucking a new team into the mix. And Hutchie mentioned them earlier as a dark horse. I think it was you. You said Bolton, didn't you? Yeah. Are you putting them in yeah. the playoffs? Wow. Yeah. I think they'll have the... They've just got promoted. They'll have that... Um, what's the word? Trying to the, feel, the, word. the feel-good factor. Feel, the mo- feel the good, moment, all that, all momentum. Momentum. Yeah. momentum. That's the one. Um I think they recruited well. I think their manager, um, Everett, is he's very ambitious. I think he wants to get Bolton to the Premier League or he wants to manage in the Premier League. So sometimes that can backfire sometimes, but I think they've recruited well and they're a big club as well, Bolton. He doesn't know you anything know. other than success, Ian Everett, with, with Barrow previously oh, yeah. and then and then Bolton. He's he's just he's just very successful start to his football management career. I'm not sure I'd put him as high as the playoffs, but I think you're right. I definitely think they're gonna they're going to be, they're going to be well safe. We put the other three promoted teams um, right in the mix for relegation. I don't think Bolton will be anywhere near that. No. So you saying Bol- are you saying Bolton third then? No, I, I think they'll just get in there. I think sixth. Okay. Um, and then I'm going for Wigan for obvious reasons. What's already been said. Um, of course, I think I'm going to go put them. I'm going to put them fifth. So we'll play them in the semis. And then third is going to be Sheffield Wednesday because Darren Moore, that is all. I like so, Darren Moore. Big so Dave. Go. Darren Moore, fantastic. Uh, so you're saying that Town are going to lose to Wigan in the semi-finals. That's your prediction? Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. Brian Edwards is going to stand his dive. <laughs> Scores a winning goal in the 97th minute um, and then yeah. comes and comes and hugs you. <laughs> mm, I don't think I'll be very much uh, wanting that hug. But I'll be yeah. crying. I think well, a people. picture, a picture of Ross pushing Gwen Edwards off. That would be tremendous. Anyway, let's have it um, by the throat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, then, boys. That here endeth our big Ipswich Town predictions. Um, so we've, we've covered a lot of ground there, boys. We've talked about all sorts of things. We have some consistent consensus there in terms of who's going to be the even scorer in Joe Piggott. 
Um, all of us have said Town are going to finish at least in the top six, which is the first time I think that's happened on one of these shows. Um, and there you go. And also some consistency as well in, in terms of teams who are going to be in and around it. Um, Hutchie, it's a new season. So let's have a new feature. Million pound picks. Explain it. Right. This is this is a work in progress, right? We I came up with this idea yesterday. Um because because I thought it might be fun. It might be terrible. We might drop this after a few, <laughs> after a few weeks, but we should try, shouldn't we, Mike? Always try. Well, the way you're, the way you're talking about it, my friend, I, th- I suggest it probably is going to be dropped. <laughs> well, just okay. Yeah, let's, I need to be more positive. Right, million million pound picks. Here's a here's a concept. Someone's someone's given me a million pounds. Right, Mike, just oh, found it. I just yeah. found it. It was on the doorstep. I've got a million pounds, and and in the envelope with a million pounds, it says, "I need you to use this million pounds." to invest in Ipswich Town stuff over the, the course of the year. And I want more than a million pounds back at the end, please. So the best way to do that is to, to do a weekly little uh, weekly little bet. Not, it's not real money. I haven't got a million pounds. No. But each week, I'm going to put a little portion of my million onto something in the up, upcoming game and just see where... See where we get. See how quickly I squander this this million. You should never. You should know your limits when the fun stops. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Or just use fake money like this. So um, million pound picks. The first pick. I go for a very simple one this weekend. I'm going to use two hundred thousand pounds yeah. of my of my million. Decent. Um, on Ipswich to be winning against Morecambe at half time and at full time, and at odds of sixty six to four. That would win me half a million pounds, three hundred thousand pounds profit. So, uh, hopefully, after the weekend, the million pound pick pot will be on one point three million pounds. Superb! At the end of the season, uh, Hutchie, when you've got seven point five million, are you taking us all on an exotic holiday? I think I will probably have left this job um, <laughs> by, by that point. Um, but we could have some kind of leaving do. Um, so key, yeah, yeah. Like the Bahamas, that would be nice. Potent- um, potentially, yes. Potentially, we could do. We could go and see the the Kauai Army around the world as a little victory lap before you depart. Yeah, why not? This, I mean, tell me if this is a terrible idea. But I thought this I like might it. be quite might be quite fun. Chart like it throughout it. the season, see how quickly we lose it all, and um, yeah, see where we go. I look forward to the days when you just go crazy and just put big money on. I mean, obviously, two hundred grand. Chump change. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the bigger stakes will happen, but we're just we're just feeling our way into this. I like it. There you go. Million pound picks. That's gonna be a regular feature this season. Hutchie um betting imaginary cash. Obviously, always bet responsibly, as as Hutchie says, when the fun stops. Stop. Um, boys, here endeth the big preview show. I've had a bloody, ruddy, bloody good time um with you all. Uh I want to go around the room now, just Get me fired up for the season. We know Ipswich Town are going to be good this season. They may not start well, but we all think they're going to finish at least in the top six. Mike Bacon, how exciting is this season going to be? How good is Saturday going to be? Paint pictures with your words. Set the scene, please. Well, just imagine, just imagine. I mean, just imagine as a, an eight-year-old boy bouncing down Portman Road on your way, and it's 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 six o'clock in the evening. You're bouncing down, and you look, and you go to the buy your program. You pick your program up. You're eight years old, or pick your program up. You spent <laughs> you, you spent thirty pence on it, and you look at it, and it says Ipswich Town, and you look versus. 
Barcelona. And you think, wow, I'm now about to go to Portman Road and see this game. Okay, I'm telling you, this is very similar to how I feel about my £3.50 programme, in quotes, which I get free in the press box, even though no mashed potato. And I look and I'll say Ipswich Town versus Morecambe. Now, you might not think there's any comparison there. I'm telling you, though, um, on, on excitement levels, there is just the same because I think if Ipswich Town fans cannot fix, we de- look, we deserve this excitement. Okay, we have been bored stiff for ten years. Let's be quite frank. So I'm really up for this. We're all up for this. I think it's very exciting. Um, okay, it's not Barcelona, but I'm telling you, the atmosphere at Portman Road on Saturday will be electric. Yes, um, and fitting. You mentioned an eight-year-old. I'm wearing a top that would fit an eight-year-old. You are. Um, Hutchie, Hutchie, you're going to be there on Saturday. You don't get excited about anything apart from kits and squad numbers. How excited are you going to be on a scale of one to bloody excited on Saturday? Ipswich Town are going to score score goals this season. Football's going to be fun. People are pulling in the same direction. There's no kind of entering the season with differing, clashing agendas. And there's no... We're not talking about how long the manager gets uh, because he should have been fired months ago kind of chat. It's um everybody. I think everybody's entering this season so positive, and um I, I can't wait. It's been miserable. People watching at home on laptops can't have been can't have been fun. Certainly in the grounds is horrible. It's football's football is back, and it's come at a perfect time for Ipswich Town to kind of reemerge into the world as well from from obscurity, really. So I think Ipswich are going to make headlines nationally as much as league one can and i think um however it ends i think it's going to be a really good season it's going to be fun stewie watson rocks up five to three on saturday off his fresh off his summer holiday does gets right into the real stuff rossi you're going to be there pitch side struggling to contain yourself taking pictures and videos of all sorts of things how good saturday going to be Twenty thousand fans in portman road when was the last time that happened it's been a while <clears throat> new memories, new moments are going to be made. And, you know, as, as Mike said about that eight-year-old kid, there's going to be loads of just young town fans who could be going to their first ever town game because, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's been hard to make new fans because we've been rubbish the last few years. But I'm sure there's some parents who who are big town fans and gone, you know what, I'm going to take my two-year-old, three-year-old, however old they want to take them. And it could be going to their first ever town game in a full Portland Road. No, we're playing Morecambe. Unfortunately, we're not playing Barcelona. But that is just going to be electric, that stadium. And I just can't wait. New chants are going to be sung from, from some of the players. Please, no goal music. I have a fear if there is going to be goal music because there's going to be loads of goals this season. But um, hopefully they've chose the right goal music, although I think that should get in the bin. But um, I'm buzzing. <laughs> Let's bring it on. The yeah. last 20,000 crowd at Ipswich was the horrific 4-1 home loss to Peterborough. Yeah, that was uh, that was dreadful. Probably as low as it got, torn to pieces by a promotion rival. Then, so uh, mm. yeah, none of that, please. Hopefully, no repeat of that. Portman Road is going to be looking resplendent, better than it ever has done in recent times. Certainly, this Saturday, there's going to be twenty thousand fans in there. We're all going to be there. Um, although I'm actually not going to be there. I'll be there in spirit. I'll be in Eddie Hearn's back garden in Brentwood at the same time on Saturday, watching fighting. Um, Fabio Wardley fights. Saturday night, so hopefully town win, Fabio gets a knockout, 
and we all go home very happy indeed. Thanks very much for listening. As ever, follow us across all our social medias, Kings of Anglia on YouTube, which has just cracked 2,000 subs. And it's got all sorts of video exclusives going on there this season. Get involved with that. You don't want to miss that. We're really pushing that this season. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Obviously, you can follow everything with us this season. The boys will be at every game. We've got new stuff coming out. Every Saturday in the Anglian, there's going to be an eight-page match preview. There's going to be a 12-page verdict every Monday in the Anglian and Star bringing you everything from the game, all sorts of comment, analysis, pictures, reaction, whatever you want. Obviously, it's going to be all over online. We've also got on Fridays, Anglian and Star, a 16-page big kickoff preview special, which includes an exclusive interview with Lee Evans, an exclusive interview with Mark Ashton, all our predictions, fixtures, posters, Mike Bacon column, North Stander column, my my thoughts on the season ahead, which obviously you don't want to miss. Uh, Friends, it's going to be, after a summer like no other, this is going to be a season like no other. This is going to be a very, very special time indeed. Everything has changed at Ipswich Town and it's changed for the better. This season is going to be one that we all deserve and we're going to enjoy it all together. Have a great rest of the week, friends. Enjoy the game at the weekend and we'll be back next week when Town have won 17-0 in the first game. Come on, you Blues! Blue Army! to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.